Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. It's a Friday. Hope you have a happy Friday. Bonus, we had a big online championship draft last night, the uh, very first one of the season. Yeah, we are in that time. It is early June, and the season will be here before you know it. And a lot of people do like to draft early because, as we mentioned numerous times, we know a lot of players are going to rise. I mean, you're going to see players rise just based on these mini camp news, and it's only going to increase as we get into training camp and the exhibition season. All right, so before we get to that draft, which I do want to cover, you see that Tyree Kill's case is no longer active? Yeah. DA is not going any further on it. So, I mean, if the NFL punishes him, they're going to have – that's going to – let's just talk about this for a second. If the NFL punishes him, that's basically saying that they – no more than the DA's office. If I'm the players' union, there's no way I let that happen. There's no way I can let the NFL be more of a judge and jury than the old DA, than the old DA in, in the state that they live in. They already have, though. They did it with Zeke. I'm Zeke just was, saying, in general, it's terrible. Well, they did it with Zeke, so that's why I don't. It wouldn't be crazy if they do if the NFL decides to suspend him. I know, but if he's in the clear legally. Right, if you're what? in the clear so legally, I know. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not arguing. I, the difference, though, with Zeke to me was that it was an accumulation of events. Right, there were like three or four things: the parade, the woman. They're just things that, like, it was almost like, dude, you've been a bad boy. Stop it. Right. Yeah, but six games for that? No, no, I agree. I, I thought it should have been three or four. And, and wait, 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 wait. Let's not forget Tyreek Hill has a history too. I mean, he got convicted in court. I know he wasn't in the NFL at the time, but he pleaded guilty. Okay, so. There's more of a track record there with him than Zeke. I just feel that if you are cleared, that the NFL to go in and give you more. Now, I, look, here's what I could live with. It's a blight on the league. I give you, slap you two games. Don't do it again. Right? I, I can get behind that. But if Tyree Kill gets six games to me, that seems ludicrous. I won't be surprised if he does again, because I didn't think. Zeke should have gotten it. I mean, their lead investigator said, yeah, there's nothing here. And they still suspended him six games. So that's the thing is, you know, a lot of people are going to see this report and say, oh, okay, he's fine. No, it's the NFL. Here's the thing. We don't know what the NFL is going to do. We don't but they're going to drag it out to the last second. That's what they're going to do. They always do that. Yeah, probably, uh, for sure. So that's the only issue is that it, regardless of what the legal system does, the NFL can go in a different direction. I mean, but if it's not an active investigation – Right, if it's not an active investigation, I just don't know. I mean, look, I, I, like I said, I think I give him. I, I probably give him two games, and I leave it at that. And I say, look, it's two games now. It's going to be a year the next time. I have no idea what the NFL will do. Does this change where you're drafting Tyree Kill? 
Uh, yeah. Probably. I think you can move him up a little bit. He I went mean, round again, seven last night to Big Phil. Yeah, and this is and this is a league playing out for money waiver wire. I think yeah, it's a great pick. Look, it's a great yeah, pick you, in round you seven. You could look back on that, and uh, that could be a, a league winner. I think so, right? Yeah. I mean, he started with Devonta Adams, and then in round five, he's got Sammy Watkins Roto. Then he's got Will Fuller, and then he adds Tyreek Hill as his fourth guy. He doesn't even need him to be a top three guy. It's pretty good. Yeah, and well, has Watkins too because we know if Hill plays, that does hurt Watkins a little bit. You would think, right? You but, might not have done both, right? Would you have taken Jeffrey or Landry instead, or Allen Robinson instead of who? Watkins, Watkins? right? Um, Anderson, Jeffrey, one of those. But you know, but, you but you don't know at the time. I mean, you're you're. Probably everyone is thinking, all right, Tyreek Hill's going to miss some games. And obviously, Watkins is a big boost. And that's why you see Watkins go there. Well, yeah, because let's say he's out for four, four games. I mean, he gives you four big games. Four big games. Right. And, you know, uh, early in the season does matter. You want to get off to that good start. And who's to say? Watkins can still be effective if Tyreek Hill plays. It's possible. Yeah, no, no. I mean, if the I offense is as explosive as it was last year, I mean, it's probably going to take a little bit of a step back, but it still can be very good. But you don't normally want two guys in the same team. Like, I'm looking, oh, here, well, Team 11. Team 11 gets on Johnson and Kenny Galladay. You really want to do that in round three and four? Uh, I don't really know, especially in that offense. But, but you know that those guys are going to get huge target shares. I think what you're worried about is the week where Detroit scores 13. Now, what you hope is one of those guys gets a touchdown. But even if they score 13, Galladay could still have six for 80. Carry on Johnson could still have, you know, 67 yards of the ground and five. Yeah, but you don't you. you uh, let me give you a piece of advice. Maybe I'm wrong with this advice, but I don't think so. I can't tell you to take two guys on, on a bad offense in the first four rounds on the same team. No, it's not ideal for sure. I mean, you don't mind it if it's the Rams, Patriots, Chiefs, you know, the explosive offenses, even uh, Chargers. I mean, last year there probably were teams who did Melvin Gordon, Keenan Allen. Fine right. with that. You could do that. Now, look at Team 3 here. They did Kamara, Thielen, Diggs. Would you do Thielen, Diggs? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, look, they both – no, I don't think so. And I'm, I'm worried that that offense is going to be a lot more run-heavy. We started to see it last year in the last six games. They made the shift in offensive coordinator. And the thing with Thielen and Diggs is you know they're going to get a huge piece of the passing game. So it could work out. But you saw it down the stretch last year. That, that offense wasn't good. I mean, I know Thielen was banged up, but, yeah, I don't think I would do that. You wouldn't, you know, right? No, I wouldn't. And if you look at Team 3, I'm not, you got yes. Thielen and Diggs. Then he has Godwin, Howard, and Ronald Jones. You want to be that tied into the Buccaneers? Oy. I mean, I think uh, they're going to be better. I like Bruce Arians, but that's a, that's a lot. Buccaneers have one bad week. You're, you're in big trouble. Yeah, I think that offense will be good, and I think their defense is atrocious, and they're gonna have to. They're gonna be in a lot of shootouts. And you know, with Arians, they're gonna chuck it downfield. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Jones is the wild card there. You know, is he the guy? A lot of people think he is, just because they didn't make any moves in the draft or free agency. But Peyton Barber is still there. He is still there, and I think there's some value. I don't think Peyton Barber has a lot of value, but Jones has looked good in OTAs, and I think Bruce Arians is going to give this guy every chance to be successful. I, I do. I-, I thought there was one team that really shocked I me. Mean, nothing shocks me anymore, but Team 6, dude, 
How do you take Russell Wilson in 12, come back and take Kyler Murray in 13, and then you have this genius idea of taking Josh Allen in 18? What are you thinking? You can't make a trade, dude. What is going in your mind? We went over this yesterday as well, and that was an 18-round draft where someone did something similar where they took Allen as their third quarterback. It makes no sense. And again, I will repeat, it is now June 7th, okay? The season doesn't begin for three months. You have a waiver wire period before. Do you really want to have that third quarterback when you could potentially get someone that, whether it's a receiver or a running back, probably a running back, that an injury occurs in front of them or they have a great training camp. They move up to even two on the depth chart. Now all of a sudden they're the backup. Wouldn't you rather have that guy on your roster so you don't have to go out and spend fab on him than a third quarterback? I, I just don't understand it. We say this repeatedly and people still do the same mistake. So, again, we're here to help you guys to make sure that you don't do the same thing. It's a waste to take three quarterbacks. It's just, you're wasting a roster spot. Even if even if all these guys are great, you can start and the, one. And the crazy thing is, the guy was doing a good job up through round, round 12. He had three running backs, then he had receivers, he had two tight ends. I, I was on board with what he was doing. And then all of a sudden, he got stupid. Yeah, I mean, again, this is another lesson too is, and this happens a lot, I think more in home leagues, but... When people get to, like, the 11th, 12th round, they kind of coast. They think the rest of the draft doesn't right. mean anything. It's That is false. Now, we'll look back, and a lot of the picks probably won't work out, but you want to do your job to make sure you can find one or two picks that really work out. You don't want to mail it in. You don't want to just take anyone. you got to be prepared. I think pe people is... do that so much in Vegas in, like, rounds 19 and 20, it's like they're mentally tired. They can't sit there anymore. They're like, ah, give me this guy. And I'm thinking, seriously? I'm still looking for talent in, in oh, round 20. Doc, I think I told you last year in Vegas. So it was like, uh, I think it was round, probably the last pick. And, like, I'm sitting there taking my time. And guys are like, come on. I'm like, this is a big pick. And it was, like, between Antonio Callaway, Cole Beasley, Philip Lindsay. I wound up going Callaway. Obviously, I wish I went Lindsay. But, you know, I'm – Focusing on that last pick, it yeah. matters. Imagine, imagine I took Lindsey. Imagine I took Lindsey. I know. You I mean, could, I won. You won I won the league. I won the league anyway. But it would have been know, that close because I know it was close, right? You would. It was close. Yeah, it was close. Right. But imagine I took Lindsey with that pick instead. You know, right. and there it was right before the season started. There was a little. There wasn't a lot of Lindsey buzz because there was. I didn't even know who he was, dude. I didn't, I didn't even know who he was. And I'm I, 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 I had no I read some stuff, and they said he did well in the training camp. But I'm like, oh, he's a small back. Is there really an opportunity? They drafted Royce Freeman. We were all taking him in the third round. I was like, eh. I was going back and forth. You know what the lesson is? Always take the running back, man. Always take the running back. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, look, Callaway worked out for a little bit. I think I actually wound up cutting him because he wasn't doing anything, and then he went off, and then someone else spent fab on him. But always take that running back. You never it's, know. My What's round the worst? twenty guy. What's Last the worst year. that happens, Doc? You cut the guy, right? Yeah, no, no. And the best thing that happens, he's a starter. Right. right? I had Taylor Gabriel was my 20th round guy. And really? Dallas got, you got him. At... Okay. I got Damn, Gabriel, Gabriel and Goddard. Was the 20th last year? Yeah. Oh, my God. He wasn't even drafted in most. I don't if remember. I, if, I can't remember. If I wasn't in that draft, Gabriel didn't go. Okay. And Goddard made sense. I mean, Goddard was, some... was just like in case Ertz got injured, Ertz which got... he always right. did. Right? Exactly, Doc. But that's the point, okay? When you're in these rounds, especially in June and July, when we have two months to go, we know there's going to be a few injuries in training camp. Why take a third quarterback? Take a running back that you don't know what could happen. Like Chase Edmonds, round 18. What if yeah, Johnson it was a good gets pick. hurt? Good Great. pick. That's what yeah. you want. Not, not the third quarterback. And like you said yesterday, too, know the rules. If you don't have to take a kicker, don't. We did see one team here. Team 7 did not take a kicker. Smart. 
Uh, you don't need to. It's June. And some guys didn't take a defense. Team one didn't take a defense. Right. You don't need to at this point. And so 11 defenses were drafted. So now you're going to get a ton of options like wire where you might get someone that has a great matchup week. How does, how does team up. five take two defenses? Seriously? It makes no sense. Seriously? No sense. Like you're going to bench the Rams for the Saints? First of I all, mean, I think you think you're screwing the league. You're not screwing you're not. the league. First of all, here's the thing. You don't do this even in September. In June, it's even more moronic. Right. There's never, makes, a good, there's never a good time to do this. There's never a good time. But I could, I, again, I won't do it. You won't do it. The, the, the really top players will never do it. But if you want to do it in September, I don't know. I can't justify it. No, I can never but do it. it. I, <laughs> but in June, it makes even less sense. Even right. less. Because, you, again, you, want, you don't know what's going to happen between now and the start of the season. There's someone that's going to go down with a season-ending injury. There's some running back or receiver that's just going to come out of nowhere, work their way up the depth chart. You want to have that guy on your roster now just in case. Because if you wait till week one and then the fab runs, that guy's going for 25 to 35%. Take the shot to have him now where you don't pay anything and you got a free pick that's in your starting no, line. No, I, I love the Chase Edmonds pick. What if David – how does a team that has David Johnson not take Chase Edmonds in round 15 or 16 instead of Willie Sneed or Steven Goskowski – how do you not take Chase Edmonds? Instead of Josh Stupid Allen, when you already have two quarterbacks, you have David Johnson. How do you not take Chase Edmonds? Somebody tell me what this guy was thinking. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I understand if you don't want to reach on the handcuff too early, but, you know, around 15, 16, it's not a reach. All right. What do you think this pick in the draft is? I'll, I'll tell you. There, I thought there was a great pick in this draft. The and it was in the last pick. four rounds. In the last four yeah. rounds. The last the four rounds. Uh... Looking at, hmm, I think you're going to, well, it's not going to be Edmonds because we discussed them, right? Right. Uh, I think you're going to go with, hmm, I think you're either going to go with Reynolds of the Rams, round 20, or, or Ross or Johnson of Pittsburgh. I think Jimmy Garoppolo in round 18 is oh, wait. a steal. I wasn't even looking at quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo in round yeah. 18? Oh, yeah. my, I, I was planning on him being my number one guy. I wasn't I'm, looking at quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, it really <laughs> is. Because, here, oh, here's the thing. Where was Garoppolo and Rivers goes year? in 17. Trubisky goes in 18. And Jimmy Garoppolo in 18? Dude, Where was everyone I'm taking Garoppolo last year? He got hurt. 11, sudden, 11 or 12. And now all of a sudden, I, I was taking – what happened well, was Mahomes was my guy. And then people – I don't know whether they were copying me, but they realized I was on Mahomes. And everybody started – all my friends started to get on Mahomes quickly in Vegas. And then a Garoppolo was taking an 11. Yeah, I, look, it's worth it for sure. I mean, at this point, because we know Shanahan offense. We saw Garoppolo briefly, but he got hurt. All, all signs are he's going to be fine, and you know this is a it could be a good offense. So yeah, that's a good pick there. But I do like the John Ross pick. I think that's interesting. I do like the Johnson pick because I'm not sold on James Washington. I'm not sold on. I like him, but this kid Johnson is pretty good. Yeah, I mean they do have Moncrief too. It's going to be interesting to see what they do there in Pittsburgh. I guess they'll do like Vance McDonald as well. So uh, there is a lot of weapons there. 
I think Albert Wilson around 17. Yeah, I was just going to say that. He was pretty good last year. He was very good. I mean, the question is, you know, I I think that could be a guy that Ryan Fitzpatrick finds. I do too. I would absolutely take him in around 17. Yeah, I think that was a good pick. I thought the, uh, I think the Reynolds pick was good. I I just think the team that took Reynolds should have had like team four. Instead of Sanu, how about Reynolds? You have Cooper Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Cover your bases. People aren't covering their bases. Yeah, it seems like that in this in this draft uh, for sure. Uh, you know, you can't cover everything, but you know, usually, especially your top running back, it's twenty rounds. It's in the sixteen round draft. I understand that because you don't have as much yet. But in twenty rounds, you could cover your basis with one of the top running backs, just in case. Especially again, th- especially in June. Yeah, an injury could happen co- in, in training camp. It could happen in the preseason, and you know, you don't run waivers for basically three months. So I'm on the I'm on the clock soon in the uh, two quarterback league. Why is Robert Foster going ahead of John Brown? Why? Well, by like four uh, rounds, when they just paid Brown all sorts of money to come there. I think because people saw what Foster did last year uh, on a limited basis. Uh, that, Are you a believer in him? Uh, I think at best ball, I like him a little bit better. Uh, did, I do like Brown though. I mean, Brown is. I've always been a big Brown fan. It's going to be inconsistent. He's definitely better in best ball in that, on that team because I don't like Brown in a season league. I do like Brown best, in best ball. ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think people saw what Forster did last year. He had three 100-yard games, four of at least 94 yards. Uh, so that's why people are looking at that. But you know, you bring in Beasley, you got him, you got Brown and Zay Jones. All right, we'll keep on breaking down the first online championship draft of the year. It's been fun. We'll keep on talking about it on full-time fantasy when we return right after this. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to madesailors.com. That's madesailors.com. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. All right, we're back. We're covering the online championship. You know how you can be part of the online championship? 
You go to playffwc.com right now. You go to our draft lot, lot lobby, and you sign up for one of our drafts, whether it's a draft to go, a starter draft, an online championship, or whether or not you're ready to step into the ring for the Fantasy Football World Championship. So many different price points, so many different leagues that you can join. Check it out at playffwc.com. Adam and I will be there drafting along, this, along the way and certainly in Vegas, so we're looking forward to seeing you there. All right, Adam, let's break down this, uh, this draft here. Round one, Saquon, McCaffrey, Kamara, Elliott. It's the same four guys, different spots. We can't, is there anything to ever say about this it's except it's, it's to, to each person's own choice, right? Yeah, I think so. It really varies. I think some people will have McCaffrey one. Uh, some people might have Zeke one. Some people have Kamara one, so it's pretty different. I mean, th- I think most have Barkley one, but you're seeing those top four always go just a little bit different order. All right, Team 5 takes DeAndre Hopkins. I think that seems to be pretty se- steady, too, in our league. Team 6 takes David Johnson, and Team 7 took Devontae Adams. Team 8 took Joe Mixon. Yesterday, that was reversed. Mixon went a little bit earlier. I like Johnson at 6, and I like Adams at 7. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Again, I uh, thought Adams, great year last year. Adam Rodgers already talking about throwing him to him more. I don't know how much more he can throw to him. That might be 180, 190 targets. Every down. Every fantasy down owners would love. Uh, but I got to think that offense will be better without McCarthy there. So, yeah, Adams is fine there. Again, I think a lot of this is personal preference as well as you get towards the end of this round. Because I Michael, think a lot of those receivers are, are pretty close. I do, too. Michael Thomas, Team 9, that makes sense. Melvin Gordon, 10. I think it's at 11 this year that things start to shift a little bit. Because I think the first 10 are kind of obvious. I really do. Team 11 takes Beckham. 12 takes Le'Veon Bell. If you remember yesterday that Bell went in round 2. Julio Jones went in round 2. And yesterday went in round 1. So you have Bell and Jones on the turn. That's a pretty good turn, Adam. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see how you don't like Julio. I know people were like, oh, he's inconsistent in the touchdowns. He had eight touchdowns last year. He just produces year after year. So uh, I, I like Julio Jones a lot this year. All right, so then comes Juju, which I, I have no problem with. Then Travis Kelsey's taken in front of, let me just list them for you, Dalvin Cook, Todd Gurley, James Conner, Nick Chubb, Antonio Brown. Man, really? I, I, I can get, but once again, I can get behind Kelsey, but I'm taking Cook, I'm taking Connor, I'm taking Chubb in front of him. Yeah, I think people are just looking at Kelsey and, you know, just the massive advantage he gives you. Um, it's kind of like positional scarcity. That's the way people are looking at it because some think that Kelsey, well, again, depending on what Tyreek Hill, what happens with him, could get a lot more targets, even if Tyreek Hill is there. Just the difference from Kelsey for what he can score to even like the six tight end is a huge gap. So I think that's why, what people are looking at. And if he does have that monster year again, yeah, you'll be happy. Uh, but you are passing. Like the year where I had Kelsey last year, I got him around four. So I was able to build my base early. Uh, when you're taking him around two, man, it's, it's tough. And we've seen it. Even the years where Gronk had taken that tight end early. You really got to hit on a lot of the rest of your draft, especially in this format where we have the extra flex spot. It's not one flex, it's two. All right, Cook goes after Kelsey, then Gurley, then Connor, then Chubb, then Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Steelen, Hilton, Allen. Now round three, Amari Cooper, Derek Henry, Stephon Diggs. We see Kittle going round three in the fourth pick of round three. Yesterday we saw round two. And Zach Ertz falls all the way to pick 310. 
So yesterday we're talking, we're looking at a second round pick. I have no problem with Ertz at three ten, with one exception: the team that take Kelsey took Ertz. Please tell me why this happens. I don't know. Again, I know we have the extra flex spot, but man, you're just. <sighs> Look, I know Ertz scored. I'd have to look. What is what was he among raw receivers last year? I'd say 10, 11, maybe. Well, look so. at this guy's team now. He's got Gordon, Jacobs, and Montgomery. All right? I can get behind Gordon and Jacobs. I'm worrying about Montgomery. Here is receivers. Robinson, Kirk, Marvin Jones, DJ Metcalf, uh, Williams, and, and Debo Samuel. You think you're winning with that? It's tough. Uh, now, with the extra flex you might not even start a receiver because he has Ertz in one receiver spot. And then I guess you're going to go with a running back there. So basically you're starting three receivers going, you know, for now. We know things change. Robinson, Kirk, Jones. So I guess the way you look at it is, okay, Kelsey is going to – he's going to have an advantage at everyone at tight end. And then Ertz in the flex. I mean, again, I don't know if the numbers are going to be there for Ertz again with Dallas Goddard in the mix and Deshaun Jackson brought in. You know, this team has a lot of weapons, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't have done it. I, I mean, you could, you could have gotten Edelman there. You could have gotten Edelman there. I know for sure. And then this genius takes Greg Olson in <laughs> no, round that, fifteen. That one I don't understand. Again, what are you doing? I mean, seriously, you could have taken Jamison Crowder. You could have taken Callaway. You could have taken Aguilar. You could have taken a hundred guys. Yeah, I don't understand that uh, because. You're never playing Olsen. I mean, if Kelsey gets hurt, you're putting Ertz in the slot and the tight end slot. Right. You're, and then you're, you're going to play Metcalf or Williams. Yeah, so uh, that one doesn't make sense either. Oh, my God. That was terrible. Terrible. But I, I'm telling you this. Robinson, Kirk, Jones, I don't know if you – I like the guys. I do. My problem is this. Especially Robinson and Kirk, a lot of players there. We like Kirk. You and I both like Kirk. Yeah. But you got Fitzgerald, you got Johnson, you got Isabella, you got Butler. In in Chicago, you got Gabriel, you got Burton, you got three running backs. You got a lot of guys there. These are these guys are not guaranteed ninety receptions. Right, but that's what happens when you take two tight ends in the first three rounds and you don't take your first wide receiver to round six in this format where we know receivers fly off the board here. Would you have taken Robbie Anderson, Will Fuller, Corey Davis, or Allen Robinson? Uh, I would have taken well, – so wait, it was – He took Robinson, but after that was Robbie, Fuller, Davis, Pettis, Boyd. I might go Robbie Anderson. Yeah, I think I do too. I get, the, I get the number one on a team that might have to throw in the fourth quarter a lot. Yeah, and he just – he gets open, man. He, he finds a way, right? Doesn't yeah. he find a way? He does find a way. All right, so let's see uh, other – Pat Mahomes went in the second pick of round five. Then Andrew Luck goes in seven. It's seven three, the third pick. And then Deshaun Watson goes. Then Aaron Rodgers goes. That I mean, I just think that's too early, right? I mean, because the next quarterback goes in round ten. That tells you it's too early when nobody else takes a quarterback after those three guys go. Yeah, in I I understand is like you're sitting there you're like, oh my God, I can get Andrew Luck, Watson Rodgers and it's round seven. Yeah, it could work out. But then you got other teams who are waiting till the double-digit rounds. I mean, Matt Ryan, round 13. Carson Wentz, round 11. You know, Murray, round 13. Uh, ba- Baker, round 10. Winston, round 15. I, know. I mean, Lamar Jackson, round 16. We talked about Garoppolo, Dak. 
going late. So that's the thing is that, and you know this going in, and I think, I think the experienced player in our format knows that too. And you just have to have the patience and knowledge to know, hey, I understand luck. Watson and Rodgers look good there in round seven, but I'm going to get someone who might even outplay those guys seven rounds later potentially or to double digit rounds. Because look, Rodgers went in this spot last year probably a little earlier. And what happened to him? It was terrible. But, I mean, you're not passing, terrible, but he didn't live up to his draft price. By taking Rodgers, you're passing up a Kirk, a Nikhil Carey, a Shepard. You could have gotten Carson Wentz three rounds later. Wouldn't you rather be Sterling Shepard and Carson Wentz than Aaron Rodgers and Andy Isabella? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I know we're all, everyone can say, oh, you're saying that after the fact. No, we've seen numerous, we played in this format. We've seen numerous drafts. This is how it goes. That's why studying the draft board and, you know, people are like, oh, why are you talking about this now? To help you guys, to give you an insight in case you haven't played in our format yet. You have to understand the format. It's different. It's not your home league. In your home league, you're going to see quarterbacks go early, too early. But you have to know the format you're playing in. And we have the extra flex spot here. And you see that the way the quarterbacks go. So this is why we do this, to help you guys and teach you understand the format. And in this specific format, for the uh, Fantasy Football World Championships, people are waiting on quarterbacks. So you, you got to do the same because, uh, again, last year, Mahomes was a guy you got late. I mean, even Matt Ryan last year was going very late. So I'm going I'm to give you the word, okay, Adam? There's one word that a novice fantasy football player, when you tell them to take a quarterback late, like if the guy's in a 10-team home league, right? You meet a guy, right, on the subway tonight, and the guy says, I'm in a 10-team home league. And you say, take your quarterback as the 10th guy. You know what he says to you? Really? Yeah. Right? Really? I'm like, why wouldn't you just take Matt Ryan as the 10th guy? Let everybody else get their guy. Let well, everybody else get their guy. People don't understand it. And also, there's a panic that sets in. When they see the quarterback run up, it's like, oh, my God, I have to get one. I've had to get one now. No, you need to learn. Train yourself. you got to get out of that mindset. And you can't worry about what everyone else in your league is doing especially if you know the player pool. And if you follow us and read our content at fulltimefantasy.com, see our rankings, you're going to be fine. You won't need to worry about it. And, you know, we gave you a lot of good quarterbacks last year that you got real late that worked out. I have a friend of mine. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you met her. Amy from Texas. Did you meet Amy a couple years I ago? I don't think so. Where would uh, I have met her? We did a draft together. Uh, she was my partner when we were on the radio on that one. Maybe you weren't there. Maybe it was the year before you came. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. So... She does a home league in Texas, and it's 10 teams, and they only draft like 13 spots, something ridiculous, you know, maybe 15 spots. I go, don't even think of taking a quarterback until round nine. I go, I want four running backs, four receivers, then you're allowed to take your first quarterback, right? Mm -hmm. And now she finally understands why. Because every year we, still, we get a Ben Roethlisberger. We get, you know, Matt Ryan. We get, uh, you know, a Baker Mayfield. Last year she got Mahomes in like round nine. After building four good running backs and four good receivers, of course she won the league again. Yeah, and, you know, again, it's a learning experience, and some people are set in their ways. They're used to their home league. I mean, I don't really play in any home leagues anymore. I mean, even in my league, guys know they wait on the quarterback, even in a 14-team league. But I remember playing in a league a couple years ago with, you know, probably average players, maybe a couple good ones, and, man, they would take the quarterbacks early. And I'd just sit back and be like, all right, thanks, guys. I don't know. If I was in a 16-team league, though, 14 or 16, I might take my quarterback in round seven or eight. 
I okay, might. I'm trying to. Uh, so I, my home league is 14 teams every year. I still wait. I don't. Who did they even have last year? I can't even remember. I don't remember. Could, and remember I made. That? I made the finals. Oh, did you? Yeah, actually, and I never do this, but so I was in the final. What would you have done in this spot, Doc? So I was in the finals with my friend. My friend was going going through a lot of personal stuff, mm-hmm. uh, you know, outside a lot of things going on. He actually in the like in the middle of the season, maybe week five, week six, said. Man, you know, I can't keep up. I got a lot going on. I quit. Have someone take over my team. I said, wow, dude, don't okay. quit, man. You know, this is good for you. Your team's not bad. You have some good players. You got a shot. Don't give up. And he goes, all right, I thought about it. You're right. I'll play it out. He made the finals against me. Uh, and I was like, see, I told you. And then he goes, look, um, I kind of really need the money. Can we just split the pot and, you know, whatever? So I said, all right, fine. I'll do it. So we split it. And he wound up winning anyway, but we split the pot. Would you have done that? Was yeah. Good, yeah. Yeah, I actually did that. I think you knew this. Too. I did, was in a league with Chad, and we were in the finals together. And he was ahead. I was ahead, one of us was ahead by two points going into the final. And I, 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 gave, it, I gave him a little up, whatever it was. It was like, let's say it was 1,400. Right. I think I gave him eight, and I took six or something like that. Because I didn't want to take all 14. And he was ahead by maybe a couple points. Turns out I won, right? His guy got hurt, and my guy went off. But I felt good about that. Chad's a friend of mine. I mean, I don't want to take Chad's money. You know, I, I, to me, I gave him the extra 100 because he was winning. And I didn't, I didn't want him to go 50-50 to compromise on the deal. But I think you did the right thing, especially if you know the guy's hard up, dude. Yeah, and it was crazy. Like, he really wanted to quit. He's like, yeah, I just I can't keep up with it. Oh, something happened. I think something happened where it was like a Thursday night game. And he didn't realize that this player was out, and he wound up being in his lineup. And he's like, hey, what happened? And I'm like, oh, he was declared inactive. You didn't know? He's like, oh, all week it said he's fine. I'm like, I know. It happened right before the game. He's like, you know what? I just can't keep up with this. I don't have the time. got a lot going on. So just have someone take over the team. I'm like, nah, man, it's, it's not going to – it's one player. Don't worry about it. Just stick it out. You know what I mean? This is a good diversion for what you got going on. You know, just keep – at it and he's like all right i will and he made the finals man yeah, no it's good i look i'm like dude you got like some stud players like he had like four like 14 team league is tough but he had like four or five guys that were producing every week man so well, i'm glad like, i stuck through it it's good for him i mean really good for him for it shows everybody out there stick through it yes and, and i it, say it all good. the time man like a lot of people even if you start off 0 and 4 don't give up man hit the wave of wire make a trade even in the high stakes leagues where you can't trade Maybe you had some bad luck. You know, you look at the points, you know, and even if you are low, just stick it out. You owe it to the rest of the league not to give up. Don't make it easy. Be the spoiler. And you never know. You can turn it around. But especially in your home leagues, too, where you can make trades, just don't give up. And, you know, that's what fantasy sports it, – It's look, we all want to win big money. We're in a high-stakes league. Everyone wants that big prize. But a big part of fantasy is the friendships, the camaraderie. I mean – when we go to Vegas, how great is it? There's guys that we see once a year, and we get to hang out with them for three, yeah. four days. Can I, can I tell you, though, getting back to your other question, when I was in first place going into the last week, right, I, w- I, got, I asked Scott Atkins for the emails of, like, the other five or six guys who were around me. I was all ready to chop. I was all ready to chop. You know, and if people don't know what chop means, it means giving a piece of the pie, right, that I would have said, hey, if, if you win, I get 10%. If I win, you get 10%, whatever it is. I would have done that. I, look, as much as I need $50,000, trust me, and I could use it, dude. I'd much rather have 25 and have chances with three other guys and put, than, than, than try to go for all 50. Yeah, I guess it depends who's near the top. I, see, I, I would think most people wouldn't want to do it. 
I don't know. Did you try or no? I, well, you know what it was? It was let's see where we are at like halftime of the second game. And if it's close, we do it. And then I fell wow. out. So, I, I mean, I came, you know, I, I came in, what, seventh or something last year? I, could, I couldn't hold on. But if I was like, if I was going in to the, fi- to the last game, you know, ahead of somebody, and he had a player left, for sure I'd chop him in. For sure I'd give him 10 Gs uh, for something like that. If, if I, something like that. Yeah, I think everyone has a, a different perspective. You know, some people are like, nope, it's boom or bust. Others are like, yeah, you know what, fine, I want some, I'll take some money. So I guess it depends on the, the person, the perspective. Would you rather 40 or 10? I'd rather 40. Yeah. I'd rather 40 any day of the week, right? So as long as I'm coming out ahead, it's worth it to me. So uh, guys in DFS do that a lot. You know, especially those big million-dollar things. They'll chop the crap out of it. Yeah. Now, look, I mean, getting a good chunk of money is nice. Everyone wants the big prize, but it's really difficult to get. Did I ever tell you my favorite chop story? In years ago, I, after day two of the British Open, I was in second place. And I called Tommy G. I'm like, Tommy, I need to chop. He goes, Doc, you don't chop now. You chop on Sunday at like yeah. 6 o'clock with two yeah. holes left. I'm like, Especially really? <laughs> yeah. I thought I chopped on Saturday when I was in third. What Watch do I know? I got this. I got this. <laughs> exactly. The whole day of golf where crazy <laughs> things happen. I'm not a golf aficionado, and I know how crazy it gets. <laughs> how stupid was I? All right. When we come back, we're going to break down the night slate in DFS for baseball. We'll try to get you prepared. We're scout fan. We're full-time fantasy sports. Oh my god! I can't believe I said that. Doctor Roto along with Adam Ronis, and we'll be back with you right after this. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally... I keep getting face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to PointsBet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how they win their bet. That's PointsBet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk free bets of up to $1,000 today. Hey, 
Back here at his full-time fantasy, Adam Ronis and Dr. Roto here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? Go to pointsbet.com slash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you bet the Rams minus three and they cover the spread by seven points, you'll receive seven times your stake. That's pointsbet.com slash grid. Enter pro code grid and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. All right, let's take a look at tonight's slate in DFS, Adam. It's a big Friday night. You know I love playing on Fridays. 7.05 starts Cincinnati against Philadelphia. Tyler Molly against Zach Eflin. Philadelphia slight favorite. Nine is the over-under. I like Molly, but I don't know if I want him on the road in Citizens Bank. Yeah, the, yeah that's the thing. Uh, so he's had a lot of road starts this year and actually does better on the road. The other factor that you have to worry about is the left-handed bats. But, man, you know, this Phillies offense hasn't been as good as we think. Um, I guess, you, you know, you're worried about the left-handed bats. So it's Harper. Um, Bruce. You know, McC- McCutcheon out. Like Bruce? It's, oh, yeah. Bruce, uh, since he's come over, has just been on fire. And the three games were in San Diego that he played. So, uh, yeah, he's in a good spot tonight. He, I, I think you know, he might get heavy ownership, though. I haven't looked at his price, but he might get heavy ownership. I don't know. Like, it is definitely a tough ballpark. Uh, I'm assuming it's, it's warm in Philly because it's warm 80, here. 80. Ball could uh, be flying. Ball could be flying. Yeah, I don't I, – I was thinking about Molly, but probably not. Would you, stack, would you stack Reds against Eflin? Uh, I, I think you can. You know, his first game back, he lost a lot of contact. Uh, Reds have been hitting a little bit. They can. All right, Arizona against Toronto. Merrill Kelly against Marcus Stroman. Uh, Toronto favorite at eight, eight and a half total. I, I, might, I, I never like stacking Blue Jays, but against Merrill Kelly, might not be a bad idea. Kelly was good his last time out against the Mets, but he's not a good pitcher. Uh, we know that for sure. So, I just hate stacking Blue Jays, though, dude. Yeah, you can't. I don't. I, I, I don't tried in the beginning of the year. I really did. Yeah, I don't want to stack Blue Jays, man. All right, let's not do it. All right, Tampa Bay against Boston. Yanni Chernos against Rick Porcello. Porcello stinks to me, but every once in a while, he's like Mike Leake, where he throws out a real gem. I, I, I won't pay. I won't stack the, the the Rays, even if every single person has to do it. I won't do it against Porcello. Yeah, I don't think I would either. And their lineup just kind of changes. And, again, it's not one of those lineups that you're scared of, but they tend to produce. So uh, I, don't, I, I wouldn't stack them. All right, here's an interesting one, Adam. This might be counterintuitive. Yankees against Cleveland. Domingo Herman against Zach Plesak. Domingo Herman has not been as good recently. Do I want to go in on Cleveland? Probably not, because who are you stacking? Lindor? Right. I go Lindor, Santana, Jose Ramirez. Oh, boy. Ramirez has been terrible. terrible I mean, I no, I doubt anyone's going to have that. St- I don't, but I don't think you need to worry too much about ownership tonight because it's a big slate. Yeah, there'll be the one or two heavily. I'm just saying her mom's stacks. been poo-poo recently. I know, but I think he's also capable of uh, striking out eight. Uh, true, so, true. Do you like Zach Fleasack tonight? I, I don't. I can't. I can't against the Yankees. I mean, that was one. It kind of hurt. That was one of the reasons why I didn't. 
I wasn't as aggressive on his bid this week, um, and because of the Yankees start, I did pick him up in one league though. But he's on the bench. But I think there is a potential for him long term, especially now with Carlos Carrasco on the injured list. But as far as DFS against the Yankees, no. Uh, Yankees put up six yesterday after struggling a little bit, but uh, nah. All right, Colorado at the Mets sends the telegans Jacob DeGrom. DeGrom's going to be very high. I, I think he's going to be highly owned, but I'm not. I, I can't go in there. I know Colorado not as good on the road, but I don't know. DeGrom hasn't been great this year. Been, been okay, not great. Yeah, he's been good. He just hasn't been dominant from what we saw last year. So, uh, but Not worth the money. Uh, yeah. Wait. Oh, wait a second. He's um, he's 9,400 on DK? On is that right? Or is that Fandle? He's 9,400 on one of the sites tonight. Let me see. So, if he's 9,400, yeah, I, I think he's in play. Let's see. One moment, please. Please hold. And remember, I, I don't – he'll be popular, but you got Garrett Cole, you got Kershaw. So, those guys are going to generate some ownership. So – Cole is 12-2. Wow, DeGrom 9,400. He's cheaper on, than Lance Lynn. He's cheaper than Lance Lynn. On FanDuel? Or on DK. DK. Yeah, I, I think you got to play him at that point, man. How is Lance Lynn more than Jacob DeGrom? Because he's been pitching well lately. Like, he's got, like, I think a 2.74 ERA over his last four starts. That's why. So well, let's see. This one here tonight on FanDuel. Why do computers never take? Computer, Soraka's number two. Cole one, Soraka two, Kershaw three, DeGrom four. Domingo yeah, Herman, 8,100. He's very low. But on DK, Herman is one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, he's got a good matchup. But, you know, he hasn't pitched well lately, but he gets Cleveland. And really the bat you fear on Cleveland right now is Lindor. It's true. All right, Atlanta against Miami. Soroka against Jose Urena. Soroka, didn't I say he's the second highest pitch, pitcher on uh, on FanDuel, which is at 10-8, and then he's the second highest pitcher in both. But, I mean, the Marlins have been on fire. Yeah, I know. Like, we like to pick on the Marlins, but they have been producing lately. So, uh, I'm not going to pay up for him in that spot. No way, no. All right, Minnesota, Michael Pineda against Detroit's Matthew Boyd. Two, uh, Boyd's been pitching well here, but do you like do you like the Tigers against Pineda? Maybe again with the Tigers, who are you playing, man? Like I don't think you can stack. It's just it's not a good enough offense. They might put up some runs, but I, I just can't stack the Tigers. All right, no, no, I agree with you. All right, Oakland against Texas, Brett Anderson against Lance Lynn, who you said has looked good. Let me ask you this: I think I like this stack here tonight. The Oakland A's against Lance Lynn. Uh, it's Maybe not he's crazy. Uh, he has pitched well. There's no question about it. Certainly, I think there's a, a boost in value for him in season-long leagues. Uh, you do worry about him pitching in Texas, especially as the weather heats up. I think most of it, you know, his ERA at home is still pretty bad. But yeah, I think, ten miles uh, an hour going out. That ball could be flying. How about a little Matty Olson tonight? Boom. Yeah, I don't know if there'll there'll be a popular stack for. Um, oh no, they, yeah, it's in Texas, so they will. Um, I think I, it, I might stack not popular. Just saying, I, not popular, but I think you know there there will be some ownership there, and I'm fine with it. Yeah, I, I know Lynn's been pitching well, but man, that ballpark and uh, again, I always like, like to find pitchers who are pitching well and go against them, like the other day with Patrick Corbin. Right, because you know that teams will not stack against that pitcher. Correct. 
All right, Baltimore against Houston. Gabriel Yanoa against Jared Cole. Man, how do you not start Cole today? Yeah, he's in a great spot. The only issue with Cole this year has been home runs. But outside of that, I mean, his numbers are actually a little bit better than last year. The underlying numbers as far as strikeout percentage, walk percentage, which is crazy. I mean, his K rate right now is 37.4%. So They're minus 355. Yeah, he should dominate. Uh, I know Cole was only at four Ks in his last start in six innings, but I think against the Orioles, that uh, it could get to double digits tonight. So he is expensive, but uh, he is definitely worth paying up for uh, if you can fit him in tonight. All right, the Pirates against the Brewers. Rookie Davis ooh, against Brandon Woodruff. I may be stacking Brewers for sure. Yeah, and I think Woodruff's uh, not a bad play tonight either. If you're, uh, I know he's a little bit cheaper. I know he's coming off his worst start of the season against the Pirates, too. Uh, he allowed six earned runs and four innings in that one, but uh, I think he could bounce back. And we've seen it sometimes when you see that offense a second time, and he's been good this year, so I would consider him as a second pitcher on DK. I agree with that one, too. All right, White Sox against uh, the Royals. Ivan Nova against Homer Bailey. Um, <laughs> load up on this one. Yeah, this should be uh, should like a lot of bats in this one. There should be a lot of scoring. Uh, Bailey's been terrible. Uh, Nova has had one or two decent starts, but still. Uh, uh, yeah, but I think, you know, White Sox bats, you got to like against Homer Bailey tonight. All right, I got a guy for you here, Rona. Uh, Seattle against the Angels. Marco Polo Gonzalez against Andrew Heaney. What about Andrew Heaney tonight? Yeah, for sure. You know, he's had two starts since he's come back. He has a lot, a lot of hard contact and home runs, but Seattle is a team that can strike out a little bit. So I do think Heaney's in play for sure. All right, Washington at San Diego. Eric Fetty against Nick Marjavicious. Um, Washington, a slight favorite. Nine is the total there. Yeah, Marjavicious just lost a ton of contact. He got off to the good start earlier this year, but we knew it wouldn't last. Not a guy that has uh, throws very hard, 88-89 with his fastball. So Is uh, Rendon a must-start tonight? He kills I don't know about it. Yeah, I think definitely. I mean, I I think most nights he's a good player, but yeah, you can look at him for sure. Or I think you could stack Nats bats if you want. Yeah, I'm, I was thinking. I mean, you go Turner, Rendon, Kendrick, Soto. It's nice. All right, Dodgers against the Giants. Clayton Kershaw against Drew Pomerantz. Boy. Yeah, of course. Uh, as always, as we say every night, you can stack your Dodgers uh, against Pomerantz, who's been terrible. Kershaw certainly a good start. Uh, he's going to be a little expensive, but certainly he's in play. So, yeah, I mean, it feels like, don't we say stack the Dodgers every day? Pretty much, because uh, they play crappy teams. All right, so give me your – is Cole? Cole DeGrom? I mean, DeGrom a 9,400. I got to do it. I mean, I think the Rockies might get Charlie Blackman back tonight, but they're just not as good on the road. Uh, Would you rather so. Heaney, Woodruff, or DeGrom? Or do you just trust DeGrom? I mean, let me ask you this, because I, I sometimes think about this. Is DeGrom a, a too chalky? Is everybody going to be in on him? Because at 9,400, you don't want to pass on him. Probably, yeah. I would think That's so. That's why I'm not playing him. Okay. I mean... On DK, on FanDuel, he's expensive. See, FanDuel, I think he's a better play than he is on DK. Because I, I know it's counterintuitive, because on DK, he's a better thing where he's going to be more owned. Yeah, and remember, Doc is talking for, like, tournaments. For cash, you, you, pay, you play DeGrom. Right. You, can, you don't cash, care you about ownership and cash, but Doc right. is referring to GPPs and tournaments. Right. 
And I think he could be 23% owned. Probably. Yeah, he will be. And the way pitching has gone this year, uh, you probably don't want that because he easily could, even if he doesn't pitch badly, like he could go six innings, give up four runs, five strikeouts, and not win. Right, which is right, which could happen. What are your favorite stacks tonight? I mean, the Dodgers, obviously. Uh, Even in San Francisco? Yes. I don't care where they're playing right now. Uh, White Sox. Against Homer. Brewers. Uh, I like the Brewers stack, too. Yeah. And I think the A's I think are I interesting, like, too. Yeah, I think the A's, the A's are very interesting to me. I think the Astros are the chalky stack. I like the national stack, dude. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people are going to go there. And, you know, especially... Isn't Marge Vicious not very... He's a soft tosser. Yeah, 88, 89 fastball. Yeah, uh, oh my God. He's caught up. Really? I think Nationals offense is coming on. Uh, they they got they slowed down yesterday. They scored four runs early. I think they scored four in the first inning, and they didn't score the rest of the game. But they, they, they're starting to hit. Soto's really come on. Rendon's a beast. Uh, Does Soto Adam hit lefties well? Uh, I haven't seen the numbers this year, but I... Against a soft toss, I wouldn't. I would kind of go with him because I don't think a lot of people will like tonight. Even tonight, like Bellinger, people won't play Bellinger against Lefty Pomerantz. I play him anytime you get Bellinger at low ownership. You play him. I'm trying to see here. People because... are people. I, I just don't see Bellinger being popular tonight because they're gonna be like, "Oh, San Fran, he's against the lefty." Does it really matter with Bellinger this year? No, Bellinger's so good. It, nothing matters. I mean, he he's good. I'm trying to check here. You know, do you ever go to MLB.com? I'd go to use that sometimes. So all yeah. teams. Nationals, what are you trying to look for? How guys are hitting against certain, so against lefties. One second. What can you spit for the team uh, or, or individual players? No, individual. So Howie Kendrick's hitting 388 this year against lefties. Dozier's hitting 372. Oh, Trey Turner's three sixty. He has been yeah. coming on. I looked at his numbers over like the last two, three weeks. He homered yesterday. He's and I, I would assume he's still cheap. Look at these Dozier's numbers. Dozier's a good play. Yeah, you, Dozier three seventy two. Turner three sixty. Suzuki three forty eight. Rendon three eighteen. He's got three home runs. Soto with three oh three with seventeen RBIs. See, I don't just look at the average. I look at the power too. You know, Dozier's got is hitting three seventy two with three home runs. How many home runs in the season does he have? He's up to eight or nine now. He homered he's yesterday. He's got three on lefties, which is pretty good. Yeah, rare. Soto actually has a higher average against left-handed pitchers than righties this year. Right. So I don't know if people do that, but I checked. So Soto against righties is 291. He's, high, he's higher, but he's got more power got, against righties. Yeah, he's got a 935 OPS against lefties, 242 ISO. So he's right. actually been a little bit better against left-handed pitching this year. I mean, I, I do that stack is looking better. A little Kendrick, Dozier, Suzuki, uh, Trey Turner. I, I, I might be in on that one. Yeah, yeah, Rendon, I'm in on that one. Dog stack. <laughs> little National Days, I'm thinking. I, I just don't know what pitchers I can get. It's going to be like uh, Adam Ronis and uh, nah, but I would Scott think, Atkins. I, I would think, well, then again, DK's been pretty good. I Dozier's price should be reasonable. Kendrick should be reasonable. But then again. Right. If I, go, I, I can't go Soto-Turner. I'm going to have to go Kendrick, Dozier, Suzuki, Rendon type of stack. Yeah. yeah. And that's, uh, I would think Suzuki's in the lineup tonight. Gomes played yesterday. So right. they kind of been splitting. But, Dude, he's hitting you know. 348 against, against lefties this year. Yeah, so I think that, that could be a good one. All right. So if I'm your rich friend, 
you'll be happy for me. Sure. Yeah, me too. I'll be happy for me too. All right, any good weekend plans? Uh, I'm actually going to the Mets game tomorrow. Uh, Who's first Mets game of the year? It'll be Steven Matz against John Gray. It's not a bad matchup there. Can he get out of the first inning? That's always the key for Matz. <laughs> if he just settles down and, uh, you know, he's actually been pretty good this year if he could just get it out of the first thing it's just like kind of snowballs man it's just crazy his last game too he struggled in the first settled down and then i think gave up a couple more runs i think in the six but he's been pretty good this year got softball on sunday and then i'll be going to mets yankees on tuesday at yankee stadium oh you are really yeah that's a good game. Do you, which do you? I know, I know you're a Met fan, but which which stadium do you like better? Oh, Mets. It's, it's City Field's way better. Yankee fans even say it. I was talking to someone yesterday, and they said they thought City Field was the. And they're a Yankee fan. They thought City Field was the best uh, venue in New York. I haven't been to the new Yankee Stadium. I've been to City Field. I thought it was great. Yeah, City. Field's I love the walkways. Phenomenal. I love that that you don't even have to sit in your seat and you can see the game. Yeah, City Field's great, and I'm not just saying as the Mets fan because they suck. Uh, but Yankee Stadium, I, I don't like it. I thought I think MetLife. I don't like. It. I can't believe they spent a billion on that stadium. That's just like there's nothing to it at all. I know. So, so, I like stadiums with character. City Field has character to me. But all right, guys, this is Doctor Roto saying, "Be well, take care." Wishing you a great weekend. Stay tuned for hour number two of Full Time Fantasy Sports with Adam Ronas. We're coming back right after this. <laughs> 